In the secretive text Remus had sent him just as they departed, Remus had told him to go home, go to Reg's house, but to sneak out the back and meet him at the corner where the streetlight was broken. Of course, that had been easier said than done, because Regulus had been waiting for him. It had taken a lot longer than he expected to convince Regulus that dinner had gone fine, and no, their friends hadn't called them out on their bullshit, as Regulus so delicately phrased it, and that Sirius was actually legitimately going to bed, which, of course, was total bullshit. When Sirius finally managed to creep out the back door, over the gate at the edge of the back garden, and walk the length of Grimmauld Place to that dark corner where Remus said he would meet him, narrowly avoiding the sight of those girls sleeping in tents across the street from Regulus's house, he was somewhat baffled to find that the street corner was empty, except for an old red pickup truck. Just as he began to wonder where it was he had seen that truck before, Remus leaned from the window, hurriedly waving Sirius over with a childish excitement on his face. Quickly, Sirius bolted across the street and slid into the passenger side, landing in the middle of the bench seat, breathless and impatient. Aye, Remus said with a grin so wide, his teeth looked like fangs in the dark. <laughs> Aye, Sirius replied ignoring how he was already struggling for breath and immediately decided to make it worse by leaping up and pressing an enthusiastic kiss to Remus's lips. Is this Lyle's truck? I'm surprised you remembered. Remus laughed as he fought to shift the truck into gear. I've tried to tell him I'll help him pay for a new one, but he's attached to this old piece of shit. That's what you'll be saying about me in a few years, Sirius cackled. Remus dramatically rolled his eyes, even going so far as to let out an annoyed groan to accompany the motion. Either way, I'll still be attached to you though, right? Counts for something, Remus said with an eccentric, intentional grin as Sirius pushed himself further in the seat to snuggle up next to Remus. I bet he'd be much more willing to trade it in if you told him we'd defiled the front seat on more than one occasion. With a purposefully incited gaze, he glanced up at Remus to find him smiling softly. <laughs> I remember telling James and Pete that we were spending the weekend with my parents, and then telling my parents we were spending the weekend with James and Pete. Remus trailed off, waiting for Sirius to continue the story, moving one hand from the wheel to slip around Sirius's shoulders. And we drove for hours to get to that town, in the middle of nowhere, because we thought if we went far enough, our parents wouldn't be able to find out about it. Sirius chuckled, surveying Remus's hand from where it hung over his shoulder, cataloging which things were different about his familiarly long fingers. Except the only place to stay in town was that weird bed and breakfast that was owned by that evangelical bloke who wouldn't let us stay because it wasn't right to rent a room to two young boys. Sirius let out a loud, echoing laugh. I think he maybe would have bought that story I made up about us being recently orphaned brothers if we hadn't walked in the front door holding hands. Serious, nobody would have believed that story, Remus corrected with an easy laugh, but Sirius barely even recognized his half-arsed argument, already moving on to the next piece of the memory. 
then we nearly drove into that koi pond in the dark. Sirius goaded Remus to speak, and Remus was quick to fulfill that request, pushing his fingers forward to thread them through Sirius's own. And it turned out the koi pond was in the middle of a dog park, which we found out when the police officer tapped on the window to wake us up in the morning. Quickly, Sirius looked up to see the pink he knew would blossom in Remus's freckled cheeks, and it was worth the whiplash. I think he was more embarrassed than you were, Sirius said, softly poking Remus in the ribs just to hear him laugh. And it was like music. Better than music, something he'd never been able to capture or replicate in the strum of any guitar string or beat of any snare drum or trill of his voice. Well, to be fair to him, we were both very naked when he found us. Remus kept laughing and Sirius would do anything to let it continue, looking up to watch the way his eyes crinkled at the corners. God, I was sore for a week after that. And it wasn't just from sleeping on the front seat. Sirius said under a wicked grin, twisting his torso so that he was lying in Remus's lap. Fluidly, Remus's touch followed, moving from Sirius's shoulder to slip into his hair, thumbing absently at his earlobe. I don't know about you, Remus replied with an expression that was nearly sinister, but I climaxed more that night than I ever had on a single occasion, so yeah, I was pretty exhausted. When he glanced down at where Sirius was lying in his lap, there was a suggestive flicker in the twitch of his brow. Is that still your record to date? Sirius asked smugly. Oh, definitely, Remus hummed. But considering my only method of release in the last ten years has been masturbation, that's not saying very much. He laughed, but it was breathy and deep. I certainly haven't been tempted to try for four times in a row. A glance down, his honey eyes dark. Not even when you found those old Polaroids of me, Sirius teased and Remus turned pink. I swear I haven't looked at them. But you kept them. Oh god, I know, I know, I really shouldn't have. Why did you? Sirius asked, keeping the judgment from his voice, leaving only curiosity. First, Remus swallowed, and Sirius was grateful for the angle he was in, because it made all the curves of Remus's throat look sharp and dangerous and inviting. I kept everything serious. I didn't want to lose a single piece of you. At that answer, there was a sudden, unexpected flare of bitterness in Sirius's chest. It moved through his lungs into a flush that brightened his pale cheeks and out through his teeth. But you didn't care enough to keep me. A hasty breath moved from Remus's lungs, and when it descended to meet Sirius's lips, he swore he could taste chocolate. But Remus didn't reply, not right away. In fact, he was silent for so long that, for a moment, Sirius began to regret voicing that thought out loud. And that regret swelled into irritation, which swelled into outrage, which formed more words. I know you don't really have anything to argue about because I'm right, but I thought you'd at least say something. Sirius sighed an angry breath. He wasn't sure what he wanted Remus to say. He wasn't sure why he wanted Remus to say anything. Because no set of magic words could fix it. 
Not to mention, only days ago, he'd told Remus it didn't matter anymore, that neither of them were the same, that they could only move on from what had happened. So why was he pressing it now? They drove in silence for what felt like an hour, with Sirius trying to convince himself to say something to wave this whole thing off, to turn and bury his face between Remus's legs to make him forget he'd said anything at all. But he did neither of those things. Instead, he just stayed there, with his head comfortably in Remus's lap, while his insides felt like they were restlessly squirming for resolution. Before Sirius could come up with the right thing to say to make this all go away, the truck eased to a stop before Remus slowly and wordlessly shifted it into park. They sat still for a few more minutes. Listen, Mooney, Sirius finally said with determination, sitting up from his place in Remus's lap. But Remus interrupted, staring solemnly at the steering wheel, obviously trying to avoid meeting Sirius's gaze. I know I will never be able to do enough to make up for what I did ten years ago, Padfoot. I will gladly remind you every day for the rest of our lives how wrong I was, how that was the worst mistake of my life, how I wish I could go back and edit that moment. When he paused, he swallowed sharply and looked over at Sirius, and there was immeasurable sorrow in his amber eyes. And if it's all right with you, I can find a different way to tell you every single day that I will love you until the end of time. But in the same measure, I can't expect you to stay with me after everything I've done. So if you decide that there's too much that was damaged between us, even if you decided a year from now, ten years from now, I won't argue with you. I'll just... Be happy that I was even allowed the time I've been given with you. He rambled the way he sometimes did when he got nervous, tears welling in his eyes, sprinkling across his flushed, freckled cheeks every time he blinked, catching in his dark eyelashes. Because honestly, I... But this time, Sirius was the one to interrupt, and he did so by slipping his fingers down both sides of Remus's jaw and leaning in to kiss him as delicately and sweetly as he was able. Mooney, it's okay. While Remus managed to pull out of the kiss, he didn't get far enough away to wrench from Sirius's hold on him. No, you were right the first time. It's not okay. It wasn't okay that I kept every scrap of you after I treated you like shit and pretended I didn't love you. It's not fair for me to have had doubts when you were the one who got hurt. He whined, burying his face in the curve of Sirius's throat. You're not the only one with doubts, Remus. Sirius assured him, his voice growing thick with emotion as he felt Remus's tears run down the collar of his shirt. Instinctively, he began running his fingers through the back of Remus's hair softly scratching at the base of his skull the way he used to when they were teenagers, back when Remus had been in constant fear of losing his mother to her illness. I'm just good at hiding shit like this, Remus, you know that. And I've gotten worse at feeling like I have to hide it over the last ten years. Because I was fairly certain that everyone had gotten sick of hearing how absolutely miserable I was without you. A clipped breath from Remus's lips, and in any other circumstances, it probably would have sounded like a bitter laugh, but Sirius heard it for the sob it was. But can I tell you something? 
something really sad? Sirius asked, swallowing the lump in his throat. Yes, please. You don't have to hide anything from me anymore, Remus pleaded. Last night, after the show, Sirius said, his voice wavering so strongly that he had to stop and take a deep breath, blinking back the hot tears in his eyes. I went home, to James and Lily's, I mean, he clarified, stalling for time, knowing what he was about to say would hurt Remus more. And I cried. Sirius. Remus breathed into Sirius's chest with a wet sigh, his fists trembling against Sirius's back from where they had gathered up any fabric they could hold on to. But Sirius continued, I listened to Don Henley and I, I couldn't help but remember the first time I'd heard that song in London, years after we'd broke up. His voice faltered again and he swallowed in some effort to coax it into leveling. Came on the radio while I was driving and I... I had to pull over because I started sobbing so heavily. I think I might have induced a panic attack, he said, trying to laugh, but it caught at the back of his throat. Remus's grip tensed and fluttered. When I sang it last night, it was easy because you were smiling at me and you were singing back to me. But then I was alone again and... I don't want to be alone anymore, Remus. I'm so tired of being alone. The tears finally broke as Sirius began to cry, grasping at Remus and pulling him close, worried that if Remus wasn't close enough, Sirius might lose him again. Oh, I'm so sorry, Sirius. God, I am so massively sorry. Remus cried with him, tightening his arms around Sirius as if to prove he would never leave again. I didn't even want to do it. I just had it in my head that you would be better off without me. And if I was just out of the way, you could live your life and be happier and do whatever the hell you wanted to do without me holding you back. Without pause, Sirius began his argument. I... I'm so glad you're not that stupid-ass 18-year-old kid anymore, because that is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard, Mooney. A loud laugh echoed out from Remus's lips and pounded against Sirius's chest. You have never held me back. All the things I wanted to do, I can still do them with you at my side. It's not a choice of either being with you or doing whatever the hell I want. I barely have to convince you to do stupid shit with me. There was a playful groaning laugh that moved from Remus's chest and Sirius reveled in the nostalgia it left behind. Like moving an entire classroom onto the roof overnight, he grumbled, glancing up, eyes bright. Or taking a joyride on a stolen golf cart. Sirius grinned through tears. Also overnight. Had fun, Remus said, the expression on his face shifting from a teary smile to a sober grimace, profound in the worry it left on Remus's flushed face. I know I don't deserve you. I don't deserve a second chance. I don't deserve to be forgiven. But his voice blanched as he nervously slipped his hands onto either side of Sirius's neck and pressed Sirius's forehead to his own. Please, let me keep loving you. With a contented sigh, Sirius planted a fragile kiss on Remus's lips. 
Did you ever stop? No, Remus answered immediately. Sirius smiled, his face suddenly warm. Then how could I ever keep you from doing it? He asked in wit. The smile that appeared on Remus's face was unlike anything that Sirius had seen over the last few days. It was similar to the salvation that he'd seen that first night when they spoke for the first time, but more pronounced and less heavy without the weight of having to earn back something that could have never been earned in the first place. Maybe I should rephrase that, Remus laughed. Please keep loving me. Under a dramatic rolling of his eyes, Sirius replied, Mooney, the answer works out the same, so I'll ask you the same question. Softly, he spoke it against Remus's lips. Do you think I ever stopped? I know you want me to say no, but I don't see how I'm supposed to believe. He was stopped short by a very sudden narrowing of Sirius's eyes and a firm pinch to his waist. All right, fine. I guess not. Then... How could I ever keep from doing it? Sirius finished, satisfied with his endeavor, and there was a belligerent smile on Remus's face, defeated but still looking rather pleased to be so. After one more careful kiss to Remus's lips, Sirius's attention shifted as he suddenly looked out the window of the truck. Are we where I think we are? He asked with a slight curl in the corner of his lips. <laughs> I knew you'd remember. Remus beamed, taking Sirius by the hand. Come on, he said on a short breath, opening the door, falling out of it, dragging Sirius along, all nearly in the same fluid motion. As they walked around to the back of the truck, Sirius was so distracted by the perfect break in the canopy of trees above them that he didn't even notice Remus lowering the tailgate until it fell with a loud clank against the rear fender. When Sirius looked back, he was greeted with a very proud expression on Remus's face and a truck bed full of blankets and pillows. Before Sirius could say anything, Remus reached under one of the blankets and connected something, illuminating the entire bed of the truck with fairy lights, soft and yellow and ethereal in their glow under the dark, occluded sky. Mooney, Sirius said on an awestruck breath. With the pleased wrinkling in the bridge of his nose, Remus hopped up onto the lowered tailgate, his feet dangling as he removed his shoes. There's a heated blanket on this battery pack too, not just the lights, Remus told him as Sirius hurried to remove his shoes and crawl into the pile of blankets. It'll last all night if we need it to. <laughs> Mooney, you disgusting romantic. Sirius laughed, nestling into the space Remus created at his side, holding his arm out of the way until Sirius was settled with his face pressed into Remus's chest. I have a lot of time and heartache to make up for, Remus said with a dissatisfied sigh, and for a moment Sirius nearly kept silent the thought that immediately moved into the forefront of his mind. But it was nice being this vulnerable with Remus again, so he voiced the thought anyway. I won't ask if you remember the last time we were here, because obviously you do, or you wouldn't have brought me back, Sirius said, with a glance up at Remus from where he was resting with his chin to Remus's chest. When Remus glanced back down, his gaze was full and warm and blissful. I thought I was going to murder Pete for letting you find that photo in my jacket, he said with an obviously fake, angry grumble in his throat but Sirius could see the glimmer in his golden gaze. 
tell me the truth. Do you carry that photo with you everywhere? Sirius teased. Remus rolled his eyes but gave away his true attempt by smiling entirely too wide. No, if I did, the paper would be totally disintegrated by now. No, I found it in my bedroom at my parents' house the night before, and I just... He paused to take a deep breath. I was missing you dreadfully that night. I'm familiar with the feeling. Sirius sighed, nestling further into Remus's arms. Do you still have it on you? That picture? With his free hand, Remus patted around on his chest a bit. Actually, yes. He laughed, retrieving the decades-old photo from the inner breast pocket of his jacket, and he held it up at a relaxed arm's length. Jesus, look at that punk. What a total nerd. Sirius let out a loud laugh. I can't be punk and a nerd all at once, Mooney. Apparently you can, because I mean, wow, just look at you. His words dissolved into laughter as he tried to guard against Sirius viciously retaliating by wriggling his fingers against Remus's sides, and he didn't let up until tears were rolling down Remus's temples and he was shouting his surrender. You're just jealous. Sirius huffed, settling back down atop Remus's chest, despite how Remus was nervously flinching with every touch, expecting to be tickled again. My hair looks amazing. Your hair always looks amazing, Remus retorted under his breath. God, look how short it was. <laughs> I thought it was long then, Sirius laughed softly. I wish you had been in this one with me. It's my favorite picture of you specifically because I'm not in it. No, it's your favorite because I'm not looking at the camera. I'm looking at you. Sirius said, half an argument, glancing up just to watch the way Remus's expression softened. You still look at me like this, Remus said quietly, dreamily. With intent, Sirius pushed himself up until he was hovering over Remus, his long, dark hair creating a curtain around Remus's face. As Remus's eyes scattered over Sirius's features, he let out a soft, breathy hum, smiling. Yeah, just like that. And as slowly as he was able, Sirius leaned down, enjoying the way Remus watched him in wild anticipation. The way Remus tilted his chin forward in some effort to let their lips meet sooner. The way he clearly struggled with deciding whether or not to keep his eyes open so he didn't miss anything. Sirius allowed their lips to meet, but it was barely a brush of anxious skin before he pulled away, just enough so that he could revel in the expression on Remus's face. Somewhere in between the praise of having Sirius's lips to his own and the frustration of not getting to keep them there. Satisfied, Sirius pushed himself back onto the pile of blankets, waiting for Remus to move out of the blissful stupor in which Sirius had left him. Do you remember what James said that night? About us being the first out of everyone to get married? Sirius asked cautiously. But, to his surprise, instead of stiffening at a memory that could bring up ten years of regret, Remus let out a soft, warm, wanting breath as he turned to Sirius and pulled him back into his arms, and Sirius relaxed to let him. I do, Remus hummed contentedly. That was the exact moment I took that picture, with the sunset in the background and the sparks on the campfire and you looking at me the way you do. Sirius let out a short, nervous breath. <laughs> I already had the ring by then. 
He expected a pause. He expected a breath of the same nervous measure Sirius had just let out. He expected Remus to dodge the question, dodge the topic, dodge the pain of the last ten years. Instead, Remus surprised him. Do you still have it? he asked. In his voice, there was a strangely hopeful rise on the hanging end of his words, as if hoping that Sirius would have it in his pocket right then, and he could immediately correct this mistake that had gouged out so much of their lives, as if he could say yes this time. I do, Sirius mumbled from his place in Remus's arms, his lips to Remus's throat, feathering a kiss to his Adam's apple with every word Sirius spoke. Buried in a drawer somewhere in my flat in London. There was another volume of silence, but it was accompanied by Remus running his fingers through Sirius's hair, peppering soft kisses in the wake of his hands. Again, the next thought out of Remus's mouth surprised Sirius, but in a starkly different way. I figured it out that night. Figured what out? Sirius asked, shifting out of Remus's arms so he could look at him. That you were going to ask me to marry you? Remus said with a sorrowful smile, and before Sirius could say anything more, Remus went on. You looked at me differently that night. Slowly, Remus reached up to let his fingers trail down face, pausing to push through the graying parts of his hair. When we found my parents' initials in that tree, and I carved ours right underneath it, you had this strange look on your face, like there was something you needed to tell me. I tried to get it out of you all night. A furrowing smile moved over Sirius's face as he laughed. God, I don't remember that at all. Really? Remus's face lightened against the sight of Sirius's smile. Then maybe you also don't remember waiting until James and Pete had fallen asleep, so we could... Sirius interrupted, grinning. Oh, you know damn well I didn't forget that. Sirius growled playfully, attacking Remus with a tickling grasp again, swinging his knee over to the other side of Remus's hip to trap Remus beneath him. Despite his laughing and half-arsed attempts to fend off Sirius's attacks, Remus continued, No, I think you forgot how we dragged that little sleeping bag into the woods for a little privacy, he coaxed. Sirius took the bait but didn't ease up in his assault against Remus's waist. And you woke James with your wild, unhindered, and unintelligible sounds of ecstasy. Oh, oh, oh. He dramatically moaned a reenactment of the noises that had moved from Remus's throat that night, not blind to the fact that Remus's grip on his waist had gotten quite a bit steadier, quite a bit heavier, quite a bit tighter. Oh, please, that was you, and you know it, Remus argued, his tongue darting out to moisten his eager lips, his hands moving up a bit just underneath the hem of Sirius's shirt. His fingers were still cold from the chilled air moving in from outside the warm bubble they'd created in the bed of the truck. Couldn't have been me. I always call out your name, Sirius winked, biting down seductively onto the tip of his tongue with his sharpened canines. Remus swallowed, eyebrow twitching. I still don't know how James and Pete didn't notice that we weren't at the campsite when they went off looking for the werewolf they heard howling in the woods. Remus snickered. I told you it was you. I don't howl, Sirius said with a smirk, but Remus replied with his own grin. I beg to differ. 
He leaned up to press a less than delicate kiss to Sirius's lips, and Sirius reciprocated so fully that he forgot they had even been having a conversation to begin with, until Remus pulled away to speak again. When he did, his expression had gone somber. Sirius, did you know that I... Sirius interrupted, kissing him again a little more deeply. I know, Remus. You can't possibly know what I'm about to say, Remus contested, his thick, punctured eyebrow risen high in what looked like half-satisfaction and half-undoing. His argument melted onto Sirius's lips. You're going to say something like, if you could do it all again, you would do it differently, he replied, his thoughts interrupted by how frequently and how feverently his lips found Remus's again. Damn, Remus laughed, pulling Sirius down closer. You know me too well, and you know me just as well, Sirius answered. Deliberately, he slowed the rhythm of his kiss, easing it down into something languid and longing, slipping away only long enough to say, which means you already know that I feel the same. If I could go back, I would change so many things about that night. Sirius, Remus breathed into his mouth, his tone in equal parts hunger and regret. I should have fought for you. I should have refused to go. I should have forced you to talk to me about it instead of running away to London. Sirius spoke, every word punctuated by another kiss to Remus's mouth, using the break in his speech to slide his tongue beyond Remus's teeth for a frustratingly brief moment before retracting to speak again. I should have called you from London like I wanted to. You shouldn't have had to, Pads. Remus began to argue, but Sirius stopped him. We can spend the time agonizing over what should have happened and what we should have done and where we could be right now, but I... His voice faded as a breath moved out in anger that rapidly dissolved as Remus craned up to claim Sirius's lips in another fiery kiss. The ache of it left in Sirius's mouth prompting him to finish his thought. We found each other again. Nothing else matters. As Remus opened his mouth to reply, his fingers winding deeper into Sirius's hair, Sirius seized the opening with his tongue first, eliciting a sharp moan from Remus's throat. When Remus's hand moved down the length of Sirius's throat, he found the will to speak again. You can't say that it didn't matter. It does matter. Because I can't take back what I did to you. But I can damn well try to make it up to you. You're off to a good start, Mooney. Sirius said under a satisfied, breathy hum. The side of Remus's hand moved down Sirius's shoulder across his waist, settling impatiently over his hip. Oh no, love, Remus replied, his voice dropping deep and his fingers fluttering over the waist of Sirius's tattered jeans, just underneath his navel, and Sirius shivered underneath his touch. You did this. Me? Sirius grinned, his fingers moving to the back of Remus's neck, pushing through the soft hair at the base of his skull, the way he had done on James and Lily's sofa. What did I do? Don't play innocent. His voice bordered on a growl, and it left an anxious vibration behind in the unsettled air around Sirius's throat. You were the one who straddled me on my sofa on the very first night. And if I recall... Sirius taunted, enjoying the familiar way Remus fell into an erratic sort of madness when he was stimulated. That same night, you said you wouldn't be able to stop until I was lying spent underneath you. Isn't that right? 
as Remus's enthusiastic kiss spread down his bared throat, Sirius bit down triumphantly on his bottom lip, just in time for Remus to look up under a feverish gaze. He replied, eyes yellow and bright, I guess that's another thing I would change if I could. Nope, you can't take it back now, Sirius grumbled as Remus's lips moved back to his throat. Oh, I don't take it back, Remus hummed, the vibrations of his lips echoing through Sirius's Adam's apple until it felt like his throat had tightened. I should have let you kiss me that night. Is that so? Sirius replied with victorious grin. Well, I kissed you the very next night. Remus's appetite was undeterred, his kiss moved into the open collar of Sirius's shirt. You say that like I didn't also want to take you to bed then, too, and the morning after, and every moment since. Like on Marlene's countertop, Sirius added rather arrogantly. Especially on Marlene's countertop, Remus growled, his grip strengthening on Sirius's hips until Sirius was lying on top of him, legs tangled. But I could argue about how that was also your doing. Excuse me? Sirius said, his voice rising to an emphasized squeak. You kissed me that night. Uh-huh. Remus agreed, rather sarcastically, shifting fully so that Sirius was lying underneath him, leaving Remus to steady himself with his knee between Sirius's legs. After you serenaded me with multiple love songs in front of a crowd of witnesses, don't act like you expected a different outcome. No, I... He paused to take an unsteady breath as Remus began unbuttoning his shirt to reach more of Sirius's skin with his lips. This is the exact outcome I'd been hoping for. The more skin Remus uncovered, the slower and more deliberate the movement of his lips became, his fingers moving down to join in the stimulation by tracing over the new abundance of ink that he had never seen. How many tattoos do you have now? Remus asked absently before opening his mouth around the bottom edge of Sirius's jutting ribcage, ghosting his fingers down the red ink of a two-headed snake that Sirius had gotten at eighteen for the memory of his uncle Alfred, who had passed that same year. Twenty-four, Sirius answered mechanically, lungs empty and mind void of anything that didn't involve the warmth and pressure of Remus's mouth, which was moving down the curve of his waist. Which one is your favorite? As he spoke, he tucked his fingers into the waist of Sirius's black jeans, leaving Sirius to suck in an overly sharp breath in response. With mischief in his gaze, Remus looked up, the golden hue of his eyes looking dark and liquid in the moonlight. There was intent in every movement as he pressed a kiss to Sirius's hip bone, making sure to keep his eyes locked onto Sirius's face. Right now, it's the one with your mouth on it. Sirius exhaled heavily, desperately trying to memorize the contrast of the pink of Remus's lips against the gray of the ink underneath them, the way Remus performatively pursed his lips to the tattoo of the skeletal hand with the cigarette between its bony fingers, and the knowing smirk he wore as he did it, aware of Sirius falling apart below him. Can I put my mouth on all of them? Remus wondered aloud, still watching Sirius closely as he trailed petals of kisses just above the waistband of Sirius's jeans while Sirius writhed underneath them. God, yes, 
Sirius whined, reaching underneath Remus's chin to push down the waist of his jeans just at his left hip. I think you may want to start here. His voice was hushed, nearly nervous, as he watched Remus's eyes fall on the delicate crescent moon tattoo that Sirius always kept hidden. A soft, stunted breath moved through Remus's lips and it fell warm on Sirius's skin. Sirius, he whispered, immediately moving to reverently trace the shape with his thumb, the rest of his fingers tucked behind Sirius's waist. When his wide amber eyes flicked up to look at Sirius's face, his expression turned mournful for a moment as he leaned in to place a tender kiss to Sirius's skin. James told me once that you had a tattoo that nobody had ever seen, but I, I never thought it would be this. I got it last year. He added another thought quickly, afraid of the answer. Do you hate it? Remus's answer was immediate. God, no, not at all serious. I... He paused to exhale heavily to let himself rest heavier between Sirius's legs to deliver another kiss to Sirius's skin, to this skin in particular. But this kiss was nothing like the reverence in his touch or the mourning in his eyes. No, this time Remus opened his mouth wide and devoured Sirius's skin with fire and fury swallowing the whole of that blessed tattoo until Sirius could feel the skin below it beginning to bruise under the influence and magnitude of Remus's kiss. Last year, Remus suddenly growled again, curling his fingers underneath the waist of Sirius's jeans so he could keep that tattoo within his sight. You caught this last year, and I never even knew. Remus, I... Sirius began to say, wondering if he needed to apologize, but the fever in Remus's hands suddenly moved to the fastening of Sirius's jeans, and Sirius found himself unable to continue his argument, unable to make any sound at all except for an explicit, salacious breath, and Remus's name. I don't care anymore, Sirius, he said suddenly, leaving Sirius to worry his brow at this selection of words. I don't care that I don't deserve you. I know I don't, but I don't fucking care anymore because I... His words halted as he began to tug at the zipper of Sirius's jeans deliberately slowly, his eyes devoted on watching the way Sirius reacted to his fingers brushing over the obviously swollen skin underneath them. Because I have never needed something as badly as I need you right now. God damn it, Mooney. A huff moved through Sirius's nostrils and he tried to make a sound full of irritation at Remus's groveling, but it was overcome with want. Stop acting like you have to earn the right to be with me. What do I have to make you do before you feel like you're enough on your own? With an incited yellow gaze, Remus glanced up from his place between Sirius's legs, eyebrows high on his face, as he let his fingers faintly ghost down Sirius's length. Start by letting me blow you. Fuck, Sirius replied instantly under a short, empty breath from stifled lungs, and he followed it with a heavy swallow, leaning up on his elbows to get a better view of Remus and his nimble fingers still lazily drifting up and down the covered length of Sirius's stimulated skin. Will that finally make us even? 
even, Remus asked cynically, spiking his perforated eyebrow higher than Sirius thought it should have been able to go. No, one blowjob does not make us even, he said with a short laugh that introduced warm air to the sensitive skin underneath his lips, resulting in a slight arch in Sirius's back, and Remus was not blind to this reaction. I'd have to suck your cock every day for the next ten years. A pathetic, aching whimper moved through Sirius's throat, but he covered it with sarcasm. God, what a nightmare, he hummed, watching the wicked grin that moved across Remus's face. I know, I certainly don't get immense gratification from getting you off for anything, Remus replied, lowering his voice and lowering his head to mouth heavily at Sirius's still-covered erection. Fuck! Fuck, Sirius called out into the dark, not bothering to keep his voice down. Remus. As he spoke Remus's name, his tone was inflammatory. Jesus Christ, this isn't going to take you long at all. Another glance from Remus's direction, this time with an explicit licking of his lips. Are you telling me you're not accustomed to this level of stimulation? He clicked his tongue, the movement of which Sirius paid critical attention. A celebrity like you should have people hanging from, at least, your lips. If you want to know who I've been with since I moved to London, you could just ask me, Sirius said, an indelicate laugh moving through his nostrils. It was short-lived, however, as Remus lowered his head again, pressing a soft, open, heated kiss to the head of Sirius's cock or rather the impression of it through his fitted boxer briefs. But it was enough to drive a desperate breath through Sirius's throat. I don't need to know, Remus admitted, speaking with his lips still to Sirius's hidden skin, and it left Sirius craning his head back into the pillows underneath it, mouth open with breath moving steadily and audibly from his lips. It would be selfish of me to think that you didn't try to move on. Except I didn't, Sirius stated plainly, so abruptly and adamantly, in fact, that Remus paused in his oral assault of Sirius's concealed cock to look up under an expression so fragile that it forced another unwarranted breath from Sirius's chest, another reason for him to be left panting from Remus's influence. What about Harry? Remus said, his inflection on that name a little too forceful to be casual, and Sirius was a bit too pleased with the notion that Remus was at least a little jealous. Despite what was said in their big fight, Remus had never been jealous enough to be possessive, but that didn't mean he didn't use obvious physical means to give Sirius strenuous encouragement to stay his. What about Harry? Sirius evaded smoothly, trying to hide his victorious smirk at the way Remus's fingers tightened on his hips and tilted forward to slip underneath the elastic waist of his boxers. Well, he's fucking perfect for you, isn't he? The lilt of his voice grew a little sharper, the tone a little rougher, the pace a little quicker, and in response the grip of his hands grew a little more unsteady, their movement a little more frantic. He understands the life you lead, he's talented, he's gorgeous. Sirius grinned knowingly. Are you just using me to get to Harry Styles? There was barely an acknowledgement of Sirius's response, a raise of his head from Sirius's crotch to show his eyes rolling. 
Why would you leave someone like him to go back to someone like me? Remus reasoned, and to him it probably sounded perfectly logical. But Sirius couldn't help but bark out a laugh. He's not the one I've been in love with all my life, Sirius said. It was barely cryptic, but still, Remus didn't seem to get the message as he started to continue arguing it. But his subconscious need to prove his physical prowess to keep Sirius's attention had moved on ahead, his wrists had begun to shift. But what if I'm just... His words came crashing to an immediate halt as the work of his hands became clear to him, Sirius's arousal blatant and exposed beneath his open lips. Jesus fuck. He exhaled under a long, evocative groan. Oh my god, Sirius. Instinctively, his fingers moved forward to hold Sirius within them, flexing around the shape of him every stroke like a song of adoration for Sirius's form. Uni, Sirius replied with a salacious breath that required no inauthenticity, because he hadn't felt this unearthly combination of pleasure and placidity since the last time he'd been in Remus's hands. This is what I mean. Remus continued with praise in his softened tone, his pupils dark and dilated as he watched the way Sirius responded to the motion of his hand. How can someone like you, with the voice you have, and the face you have, and the body you have, fuck? He emphasized his lust with a hungry snarl in his lips and an impatient baring of his sharpened teeth. How could someone as perfect as you ever want to be with someone like me, especially after I ruined your life the first time. Before Sirius could respond, his body did the work for him, his hips twitching desperately into Remus's fist, and he watched as Remus's mouth slowly fell open at the sight of Sirius writhing in need underneath his touch, a heavy breath moving out from somewhere deep in Remus's lungs. In case it's not explicitly obvious... I am nauseatingly attracted to you, Remus, Sirius confessed on all the breath he had left in his lungs, which was not that significant to start with. Besides, do you really not remember what an absolute pain in the arse I am? Sirius laughed, though it died in his throat as Remus leaned in to press a delicate kiss to the base of Sirius's cock. Jesus fucking Christ, Mooney. A satisfied smirk moved into the space of Remus's mouth that was previously clouded by doubt and melancholy. Prove you're not by calling out my name for me, he responded arrogantly. Without pause, Sirius gratefully obliged him again, spending a few long seconds panting and cursing and whispering Remus's name and all its intonations as he wound his fingers into Remus's hair but eventually he had to circle back to the initial conversation, because he was not going to let Remus win this argument, especially not when Remus had such an unfair advantage in the literal palm of his hand. You've spent the last ten years focusing so singularly on everything you missed about me that you forgot all the things that annoy the shit out of you. Sirius tried to keep his voice level as he spoke to strengthen the importance of his point, but it was so hard when Remus continued to move his kiss down the shaft of Sirius's cock. 
working his way toward the overly sensitive head, every kiss increasing in weight and warmth, his mouth opening a little wider every time until Sirius couldn't help bucking his hips. There wasn't a single thing about you that I didn't miss, Remus argued, his voice still soft and loose as he let his bottom lip drag up Sirius's erect skin. With fight and fire in his resin eyes, he looked up, slowly drawing his wet and widened tongue up the entire length of Sirius, intended to distract him. Oh my god, Sirius moaned, throwing his head back for a moment and tightening the fist that was buried within Remus's disheveled hair. You're doing this on purpose to win an argument by default. This isn't an argument, Remus argued, trying to separate Sirius's legs further, only to find them constricted by the fabric of his jeans, still halfway down his thighs, and he looked disdainfully at this article of clothing as if he would rip it from Sirius's body if he knew they weren't Sirius's favorite pair. Though his eyes did soften quite a bit when they fell upon the exposed, overgrown skull tattoo on his thigh. Because I love every stupid thing about you, Sirius. With a renewed curl in his fingers, he steadied Sirius within his palm and wrapped his lips around the head of Sirius's cock, sucking at the tip for a moment. Oh, fuck me, Sirius called out fiercely, his consonants sharp and clipped, stark against the vowels that became elongated into a mindless moan, his voice shattered with broken breaths. With this explicit encouragement, Remus decisively took the whole of Sirius into the depths of his throat, humming and moaning and gripping Sirius by the back of his thighs. All at once, Sirius was reminded by the professional stroke of Remus's scorching tongue, the achingly familiar and wildly obscene sounds of avid hunger that howled from some desperate abyss within Remus's chest, the sensation of breaching the precipice of Remus's tightened throat just as Remus's open lips met the skin at the base of his cock. Within meager seconds and even fewer strokes, the fragile threshold of an impending orgasm that he'd been fantasizing about for the last ten years, one that began and ended in the warmth and intimacy of Remus's mouth, splintered under the combined cataclysmic weight of Remus's veracity and Sirius's overwhelming need. With one quivering fist clenched in Remus's thick hair and the other leaving a trail of blistering red fingernail impressions down his own chest, Sirius's breaths moved short and quick from his lips, with every other syllable that he was able to lucidly form rasping out, Fuck. Remus, fuck. Fuck. God, fuck until he was spilling out heedlessly into Remus's generous throat, the muscles of his legs trembling profoundly under Remus's firm touch, his voice rising to an unmitigated, toddy moan. When Remus pulled off with a rough snap of his breath into his lungs, chest heaving, eyes hungry, and lips bruised red, he looked down at the work he'd wrought with a lick of those battered lips, pulling his bottom lip into his teeth to bite down dreadfully hard before uttering a single, aching, fuck. And all the need that Sirius had just spent in the pleasure that now coated Remus's throat came roaring back with a surge of renewed energy and an eager twitch of his cock, practically erect again through just the devotion of Remus's attention. He'd never seen Remus look quite so feral, 
the dark, turbulent swirl in his glazed bourbon eyes, the riotness of his provocatively disheveled hair, the sinister arch of his back as he pushed himself up so he could lean over Sirius's exposed body in an apparent vast appreciation of the stimulation he'd already reignited after it had just been spent. As Remus's ravenous gaze worked slowly up to Sirius's flushed face, he smiled, but it was the most fiendish smirk that Sirius had ever seen on Remus's face, and good fucking god did it suit him so deliciously. He sucked in a breath in the same instant that he lunged forward to swallow Sirius in a brutal kiss, his tongue moving in deeply and holding Sirius open long enough for Remus to caress that stud hidden within Sirius's mouth that Remus was so enamored with. When Sirius felt Remus's tongue slip along that implanted metal, the moan that was ripped from Remus's lungs was emphatic and heavy and brash. Spurred by Remus's flagrant invitation, Sirius's fingers shot frantically to Remus's hips, unfastening everything that was in his way, moving his open fingers into the splayed waist of Remus's trousers the moment the space was available. And the way Remus moaned then was absolutely lawless, a brazen, indecent shout of breath. It grew in strength and sound the heavier Sirius's touch became. The sinful mixture of Remus's breathy sounds of delirium and the feeling of Remus, warm and thrumming against his palm, left Sirius dizzy with the realization of an unrequited ten-year-long daydream. When Remus finally spoke, his throat was raw, his tone unpretentious. Sirius, please, God. At the sound of Remus begging for it, Sirius pushed the remaining fabric from his path of intent and at the sight of Remus's naked cock at the tip of his fingers, Sirius went still, in reverence and silent at that sight before him, one that he never thought he would get to behold again, beyond that unlived fantasy. He wanted to say something poetic about Remus being exactly the way he remembered him, about how many times he had dreamed about this exact moment, about how Remus fit in his hand just the same as he had at nineteen but he didn't say any of those things. Instead, in his mindless adoration of Remus's bare skin, and his awe at once again feeling the throb of Remus's warm pulse in his hand, Sirius lost the skill of language, save for the same utilitarian word he'd been using all night. Fuck, Remus. Please, Padfoot, please. Remus continued to beg, his unspoken need apparently not yet satisfied as he leaned forward again to nuzzle at Sirius's face, turning his head to the side so that Remus's lips were pressed tight to his ear, so Sirius didn't miss a single word. God, please, let me fuck you. Yes, fuck, yes. Sirius hissed immediately, his hands shooting up to hold Remus's face still so he could ravage him with a desolate kiss as Remus aligned their hips. Their lips stayed together as Remus rummaged within the blankets, and when his touch returned to Sirius's naked skin, it was wet and slick with lubricant. Oh, fuck! Sirius groaned at the welcome slide of Remus's fingers along his saturated cock. Every time I got off alone, Remus panted into his ear, slowly sliding his cock into the loosened fingers alongside Sirius's own. I tried not to think of you, fuck. Fuck. I really tried. I didn't think it was right. I, I didn't think you'd want me to, but I... 
He paused as he thrust into his fist, sliding frictionless against Sirius's cock, and they both let out the same sharp groan. And I wasn't thinking of those dirty pictures that we took when you were nineteen. It was just the memory of your voice. His hips fell into a cadence that left Sirius's mouth gaping open in pleasure, soundless but for breath, and Remus took advantage of the open space by sliding his tongue in deeply, only for a moment. Say fuck again. Say fuck for me, Sirius. But Remus really didn't have to ask. Fuck! Sirius cried out, whimpering, unable to cope with the astronomical rapture of Remus grinding against him, dripping wet. Fuck! 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 Oh my god. Don't stop. Fuck! Sirius, please! Please! Remus begged, his expression proving the edge of his desperation as he pushed harder and faster into his fist into Sirius, ravaging Sirius with another volatile kiss, a kiss so fathomless that Sirius felt the effect of the reach and rhythm of Remus's tongue somewhere deep in the pit of his stomach, in the core of his hips, in a place where only Remus could lead. Fuck, yes, Mooney, Sirius exhaled with malicious intent, knowing how to get Remus to climax almost better than he knew of himself, even after all this time. Harder, fuck me harder. Oh my fucking god, Remus said with a coarse and characteristic groan going somewhat still against Sirius's cock, and Sirius shifted their position so that he could stroke Remus to completion, leaning forward a bit so he could take Remus's earlobe between his teeth, whispering obscenities in his ear. Next time, I'll fuck you in the mouth, if you're still into that. Sirius promised with a whisper and a knowing smile, remembering the visceral way Remus had responded the last time Sirius had said those words in the back of Marlene's shop, and he responded just the same way with a sigh and a whimper. Fuck yes. Remus moaned, but he purposefully clipped it short to make room for the width of his sarcasm, smirking even on the edge of orgasm. You're so insatiable, did I not just suck you off? Sirius didn't miss a beat. All right, then you can fuck me in the mouth. Shit, Remus immediately hissed, teeth clenched, obviously unprepared for that answer. But then you won't get to hear me singing your praises and moaning your name. Sirius taunted, making a show of slowly moving his free hand down to pleasure himself in time with Remus, which left a vacant expression of blissful oblivion on Remus's face as he watched the movement of Sirius's hand. You could do that now, Remus said, nearly a request, but before Sirius could fulfill it, Remus reached over to take Sirius's hand from his own cock and replace it with his fingers, still wet and warm. God, Remus, Sirius said in a whisper of surprise, hips quivering at the renewed contact. I'm so close, Sirius. Just say it one more time, Remus pleaded suddenly, shifting closer until their knuckles were knocking with every outward thrust. And tell me you thought of me, too. You know I did. Sirius emphasized strongly, slipping a wet hand around Remus's neck, pulling him in so that Sirius could bury his tongue in Remus's mouth again. The moment Sirius felt Remus's tongue contact that otherwise innocuous stud in Sirius's tongue, he let out a moan so deep, so full, so heady, 
that it vibrated out into Sirius's mouth, down his throat, into his gut, into his hips. Oh, fuck, Remus. Oh, God, that's it. Sirius, yes. His back arched as he thrust into Sirius's shifting wrist, raising his head to the night sky as he spilled out over Sirius's fingers, and Sirius watched it, mouth wide in ecstasy. Jesus Christ. He breathed out, slipping his filthy hand over Remus's naked hip, just to feel the texture of it against Remus's skin. When Remus leaned back down to kiss him, panting in his exhaustion and using his lips to push Sirius down onto the blanket, he spoke, mumbling into Sirius's mouth. God damn it. I missed you so much. He whined, his fingers tightening fondly against Sirius's skin and falling into a steady rhythm that left Sirius bucking his hips in time to it. So fucking much. Tell me again why you missed me, Sirius demanded on an empty breath. Remus grinned again, and it was that same smirk from before, but filled with something temperate and affectionate. Because I love every stupid thing about you, Sirius. Remus repeated, and it would have seemed bashful if not for the way he still hung exposed and open, or the hand he still had on Sirius's length. <laughs> Which stupid things? Sirius swallowed, looking for excuses to keep Remus talking. <laughs> Be specific. With the soft laugh that left a swell in Sirius's chest, Remus obeyed. I love your arrogance, because it means you know I could never find anyone better than you. I love it when you're overdramatic, because you make everything seem so much more exciting. I love your impulsiveness, because you compensate for my overthinking. I love your narcissism, because, well, it's valid, since you're so fucking hot. <laughs> Fuck you, Sirius panted, laughing slightly, but feeling like he would come at any second. I mean it, Remus smiled, pressing a delicate kiss to Sirius's lips, but letting it migrate down Sirius's throat, growing wider and wetter as it traveled. I love your humor. I love your impulsiveness. I love your innuendo. I love your kindness. When his kisses moved down to Sirius's jaw towards his ear, his words slowed a bit. His voice grew a little deeper, quieter, breathier. I love your hands. I love your lips. I love your thighs. I love your cock. I love your belly. He breathed out, and I'd love to watch you come all over it. Paired with the hushed, harsh rumble of Remus's fatigued voice, his sudden, vulgar comment left Sirius with nothing but a shuddering, aching breath. Oh, fuck me. He groaned as his mouth fell wide, his skin pulsing within Remus's fingers. And when he spilled out over his belly just the way Remus wanted him to, he nearly closed his eyes, but then he would have missed the way Remus's lips parted shamelessly, and his eyebrows rose keenly at the sight of Sirius orgasming in his hand, or the insidious way Remus lapped inelegantly at the mess that coated his middle fingertip, just to witness the way it unsettled Sirius. Fuck, that looks good on you. Remus mumbled, fingertips still on the tip of his tongue, his voice rasping from overuse and his eyes roving over every inch of Sirius's bare skin as if to memorize it. Keep that finger in your mouth and I'll make it look good on me all over again, Sirius said with a deep breath, not oblivious to the fact that Remus was nearly hard again already. 
But Remus grinned, and it wasn't the grin that made Sirius suddenly grateful for ten years apart, and the eagerness that had grown wild while they weren't paying attention. No, this was the grin that made Sirius remember the fondness that always resided in that space. We're not nineteen anymore. Listen, I've got a record to break and I'm ready to start now, he said as Remus laughed rustling within the heated blanket to find a towel next to the lube. I've gotten you off three times in a row before and I intend to try for four. As Remus cleaned the mess from Sirius's belly, Sirius arched at the tender contact of Remus's fingers, brushing lightly against his still sensitive skin, which seemed to motivate Remus into devoting his full attention to the work of his hands, adoringly moving his hands over Sirius's stomach. There's always tomorrow night, Remus said with a scandalous smirk. You're supposed to, he made quotation marks in the air, leave tonight, right? To get rid of the groupies? First of all, those girls are not groupies. Groupies are the ones who just want to fuck me. Oh my god, I'm a groupie. <laughs> you don't count. You're just in love with me. I feel like groupies are probably in love with you a little bit too, Remus reasoned. Fine. You're not a groupie because I'm also in love with you. How's that? A curiously modest smile moved over Remus's face. That works quite well for me. I could always actually go back to London, Sirius said with the look on Remus's face was just short of terror until Sirius added, you could come with me. Nobody would have to know. At first, Remus was silent, smiling as if considering it. God, think of all the sex. So much sex, Sirius agreed with a pleasured groan that sent a rise into Remus's brow. But as he sweetly tucked Sirius back into his pants, and unfortunately for Sirius did the same for himself, he let out a tortured sigh that devolved into darkness, and Sirius knew what his answer was going to be. If I go with you, Pete will definitely know, his sigh continued, James and Lily too, I imagine. Worth a shot, Sirius said, trying to shrug nonchalantly, but he wore his disappointment loudly on his face. With his trousers still unbuttoned and unzipped, Remus leaned in to press a kiss to Sirius's lips. Doesn't mean we're not... Wait, are we dating now? He asked with a hesitant smile. Sirius replied in sarcasm. No, I fuck everyone on the first date. Remus ignored him. Technically, this was the second date. I thought you said that one wasn't a date, even though you clearly tried to seduce me. Well, it wasn't supposed to be a date, but then you kissed me, Remus said with a tilt of his head. You say that as if you didn't use the chocolate to describe me sexually the same evening. That is a good point, Remus laughed languidly, settling down next to Sirius and nuzzling his face into the curve of Sirius's throat so he could pepper soft, innocent kisses to his neck. God, we are such a disaster, Sirius said with a laugh of his own as he let his fingers trace up and down Remus's spine from where Remus was lying on Sirius's chest. We didn't speak to each other at all for the last ten years, and then, in three days, we're back to being in love again and fucking in your dad's old truck. It's like we're horny teenagers all over again. 
Remus hadn't stopped kissing Sirius's throat. I don't know about you, but I'm hornier now than I ever was as a teenager. Remus hummed with a deep smug pitch to his voice, his kisses against Sirius's skin growing more focused and deliberate. And yet, Sirius stated emphatically, you didn't let me watch you come a second time. At that, Remus bit down softly onto Sirius's still-exposed collarbone as he intentionally rolled his hip into Sirius's thigh, giving him a clear impression of Remus's renewed want. It's not like I don't want to. Clearly. Sirius's breaths had started moving more quickly, his chest rising and falling rapidly, but Remus sucked in a deep breath and pulled himself back watching Sirius with a careful expression. Take me with you to London, Remus suddenly offered, much to Sirius's surprise. I'll make up a believable excuse somehow. I'm not ready to go back to pretending that we're barely even friends. Remus, Sirius breathed out, immediately slipping his hands over Remus's face and dragging him back down to kiss him feverishly. But Sirius's passion was quickly outmatched by Remus's stark intensity. Though maybe it's better if we don't go together, Remus reasoned, threw Sirius's tongue in his mouth, pausing as if Sirius would be upset. But it didn't matter how they got to London, as long as their endeavors ended with Sirius being allowed to pleasure Remus into absolute oblivion. I'll stay for one more day then, Sirius said, building upon their lie as Remus continued to smother him in deep, indolent kisses. I'll say my goodbyes. Tell them my label wants me back in London. Then I'll meet you there the following day. Pete can handle the shop without me. For several long minutes, the conversation was lost to the junction of their mouths, the twist of their tongues. Within the kiss, Sirius found himself overcome with giddiness, and it poured out of his mouth in a breathy laugh. Holy shit, I didn't think you'd say yes. Sirius hummed excitedly into Remus's lips. I think we've earned a little time alone. Remus sighed contentedly, and I mean really alone, as in so alone that I'll feel totally free to wander around your posh celebrity flat absolutely stark naked, and you'll have no choice but to make love to me for days. Remus whined, shifting his weight so that his hips were once again aligned with Sirius's own and arching his back just to increase the friction between them. Without a pause, Sirius answered with a cheeky grin. I might not let you come back. Remus drove the truck back to the same corner where he'd picked Sirius up hours before, but he didn't want Sirius to walk the distance back to Regulus's house alone. They kept to the shadows, careful to avoid being spotted, making plans for their trip back to London and walking hand in hand the whole way. As they neared the house, they noticed a group of fans still camping on the opposite side of the street, a smaller cluster than the day before, but enough that Sirius wouldn't be able to get in through the front door without being seen. To avoid them, they moved through the brush at the side of the house. Will I get to see you tomorrow? Remus asked suddenly in a small voice, his fingers tightening around Sirius's wrist as if afraid to let him keep moving while Remus remained still. Sirius smiled softly, turning to take Remus by the face. Of course. I'm not sure of how much of that time we'll get to ourselves, but once you get to London, we'll have all the time in the fucking world. 
As Sirius pressed a reassuring kiss to Remus's lips, it grew into something frantic and desperate, and Sirius could feel Remus's apprehension as he turned to press Sirius into the fence behind him. Don't forget me when you get there first. Remus spoke into Sirius's open mouth before slipping his tongue between Sirius's teeth, finding that little scrap of metal that always left him moaning hungrily. Forget you, Sirius scoffed, laughing a little too loudly, as Remus's hand moved up his waist underneath the hem of his shirt. Remus, I never forgot about you once in ten years, he explained definitively, letting his head rise to the dying yellow of the streetlight, just adjacent to where they stood, as Remus's lips moved down his throat. Why would I forget you now, when you're finally mine again? Is it too much to ask you to call me tomorrow night when you get back? Remus asked, pushing Sirius's hair behind his shoulder so he could move his kiss to the corner of Sirius's jaw just below his ear. Ignoring the fact that I'm going to text you so much that you'll be sick of me by then, Sirius whispered, becoming short on breath again rather quickly. I already planned on calling you tomorrow night anyway. Because I want to have wildly explicit phone sex with you, just to hold me over. He felt Remus bare his teeth in a smile against his skin. I'm sure I could find time in my schedule for that. He laughed, his warm breath circling down into the open collar at Sirius's throat, and it spiked a similar heat in the center of Sirius's hips. He nearly slipped his hand between Remus's legs without thinking. Oh god, you've got to go. Sirius whined, pulling Remus in for one last kiss. What? Why? Remus said, his anxiety audible in his voice. Because I'm one really good kiss from dropping to my knees and pulling you into my throat right here. But I know you're not really the silent type, so I think that could work out rather badly for us. Wait... Remus said soberly as Sirius playfully pushed him away. One more really good kiss, he said with a devilish smirk, pressing Sirius hard into the fence and kissing him quite powerfully. As Sirius wrenched himself away, gasping for breath, he sighed heavily. I mean this in the most loving way, but please get the fuck away from me before I do something very, very stupid. Remus smiled. I'll see you tomorrow. He clarified one more time. I'll text you when I head to James and Lily's. Bring Pete with you. Sirius called softly into the dark as Remus stepped back. Just before he turned, Sirius added, And Mooney? Just like Sirius remembered from their school days, Remus spun on his heels, sliding his hands into his pockets in the same fluid motion. As he watched, Sirius was struck with the most profound sense of reverence and awe at having this man back in his life as if he'd been transported ten years in the future, still nineteen. Yes, Padfoot, Remus answered sweetly, his voice so different from nineteen. I love you, you know. The most genuine smile Sirius had ever seen appeared on Remus's face as Remus took one long step back towards Sirius, holding his face in his strong hands and kissing him gently. I love you more, he whispered with a wink adding one more tender peck on Sirius's lips before retreating back into the darkness, leaving Sirius to clutch at his chest just as he had in Marlene's shop.